Welcome to episode 80 of the J Bunny's Music Hub podcast. I'm your host, J Bunny. Well, for this episode, I have John Costco back on the show, and he's joining me with his Revel at Dusk bandmates, Vince Sia and Cameron Roselle, to talk about Revel at Dusk. Uh, it was a great conversation with these guys. A bit noisy at times. We were at the Stanhope house, just kind of in the side room where the merch was set up, so you'll notice it's pretty noisy. Did my best to kind of cut out unnecessary noise, but... We didn't really have a, a private place to go, but it was usable enough audio, so just decided to, to roll with it instead of trying to do it over. Um, I don't think that uh, in the grand scheme of things, this sounds too bad. So uh, it was a great conversation with these guys. Always great to talk to John and uh, see his band get to play. As I mentioned, uh, I've been following him for over 20 years, and uh, everything he does is great. I, I love, he's one of those really unique voices. I love the sound of his voice. And uh, can't wait to see what this band does. Um, so I'm going to stop babbling. And without further ado, here's Revel at Dusk. All right, what's up, everybody? It is Jay Bunny. I am once again back at the Stanhope House in Stanhope, New Jersey. And today I'm joined by three out of the four members of the band Revel at Dusk. What's going on, guys? How are you, man? What's up, How's it going? Thanks for swinging down. Yeah, hell yeah. So John Costco, Vince Sia. And Cameron Rozelle. Yes, sir. John, you've been on the show before. You guys, uh, this, is, this is a bit new. So... I've been aware of the band since the beginning because I've been following John and the stuff that John does musically for 21 years. I did the fucking math. 21 wow. years now. So cool, and I'm very appreciative. <laughs> You're old. Uh, I am very old, yeah. Ever since ever since Dropbox. And we told the story on the other pod. I was telling you I just posted that to Spotify, so you know that's there for anybody to listen to, that podcast we did back in 2018. So, Vince, I'm familiar with you from, from the times that you played with St. Cain. Yeah. Uh, you did the, the stuff, when you guys did the stuff with WDHA, it was, it was the two of you guys, and you know you, you filled in on guitar when there was a guitar player situation. And Cam, we talked last week, I met you when you were in Lethal Affection. That's right. Uh, a bunch of years ago. Yep. Erica's not here today. I'd never met her before last week. She was supposed to be here, but she, she has an android, so she didn't get the memo. <laughs> <laughs> So I, <laughs> that's I'm an Android guy too myself. Uh, so I can't. We, we uh, love you, Erica. <laughs> so I don't really know anything about her. But so last week was her first show with with the band. Yes. Can you guys just tell me a bit about how the band came together? How Revel at Dust became a band? Oh, you want to go back to the uh, beginning in Dropbox, I guess. In the beginning. Oh yeah. The, the, in the beginning. So uh, pretty crazy. Before I met John, I, I met my wife, and uh, I go to with my wife to a wedding one of their friends I guess it's a mutual friend of John and I'm literally sitting next to John at the table we're eating dinner and we're and we just get on the, the topic of music I have no idea who John is and vice versa and uh, we're just BSing and we get on the topic of the evening with Godsmack yeah and I'm like man you know this guy that sang with Sully I wish he was in my band he has such a phenomenal <laughs> voice probably one of the best voices I've heard in my life, and I just, I, I, I know he's in the north, I want to find this guy. He goes, oh yeah, that's me. I'm like, shut up. He's like, the guy just fucked me. I'm like, all right, stop being an asshole. And he's like, no, 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 that was me. And I'm like, well, fuck, well, let's let's play some music. And, uh, you know, we jammed a little bit because he was kind of like on a hiatus, and, and um, you know, time went on, and I get a call one day. He's like, hey man, you want to play drums for Dropbox? And uh, I said, oh yeah, let's do it. So basically, we wrote a whole album with Vince 
and Lee for the next Dropbox album and it just never came to fruition and me and John and Vince just didn't want to stop and we're like hey man we just, we just gotta do something new let's just continue this and it became Revel at Dusk and we just clicked and the three of us every time we get into a room we just write something amazing it just feels good and it'll, it'll never not be us three and that's that's Revel at Dusk in a nutshell we write a lot a lot a lot of stuff all the time so it's really difficult to uh, kind of relax your brain and try to pick those ones to sort of like curate yeah you know until what is going to be recorded or played live or whatever. Um, tonight specifically, we're kind of like grabbing some of the acoustic, more sort of sinister, sort of slower stuff uh, that we've been writing over the years that we have never played before. Okay. Erica, you know, she has a, an amazing band, by the way. She has a, a band called Coma Hole, and uh, who I, I'll go into that later, but uh, she couldn't be here, so we kind of threw this together so that we can play with uh, Midnight Monarch and Jenny's band tonight. Okay. You know, we know about all, like I said, I know about all of your, your bands, and I found even more shit when I was making the Spotify playlist for the last episode. There's a lot of other stuff I found that I didn't know that you had been involved in. And like I said, I know about, about uh, Lethal Affection. Lethal affection. Yep. But Vince, I don't, other than, other than the work that you had done previously with, with John with St. Cain, like what other bands were you in that, that people might know about? Probably nothing. I, I grew up in the Philippines, right? I, I was there until I was like 20 maybe 22 okay so I had my bands there and, and you know we would play the clubs over there and then I moved here and actually that's how I met John I got I got a tattoo from him and he's like I'm looking for someone who the guitar player who sings harmonies and I just raised my hand yeah I'm your guy <laughs> and then we just started jamming and that was gosh so what brought 15 you years ago. so what brought you to, to America from the Philippines family okay yeah family my uncle was here, he, he brought us over and you know, moved here for good. Okay. Yeah. And then Cam, I know you told me last week that you were originally from Texas, which I didn't know. How did you end up oh, in yeah. New Jersey? Well, that's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> but the gist of it, basically, um, you know, when I, was, when I was younger, I was born and raised in Texas, but my parents split when I was young, and my mom... You know, I moved with her, and she kind of settled in New Jersey. So I was always back and forth from New Jersey to Texas. Then when I was 16, my, she moved back to Texas, so my whole family's still down there. But I had a lot of friends up here, so, you know, I started a band that was scantily clad down in Tom's River. Okay, and I feel we, like that name rings a bell. We did a lot of the shore gigs down there. Uh, you know, the Saint and the Pony, okay. we did that a lot. But there was this guy, Danny Nova, that I was playing with, and... Uh, and we were doing like a little circuit and we were up here in this area and we went to see a show at the Black River Barn. It was just a little acoustic gig and that was my wife playing before I met her. Okay. So I was actually moving to Nashville literally two days after that. I was like, all right, I'm going to go to Nashville, you know, uh, try to be a studio musician and try to make this thing work. And I, I walk into the Black River Barn hanging out. Uh, I guess Danny knew my wife. Started talking. First thing she says, she comes up to me and makes fun of my boots. <laughs> and then basically the rest is history and I just never left. Okay. Now I got we got three awesome kids and stuck up here in New Jersey. <laughs> okay. All right. And so last week, uh, again, she's not here, but last week was Erica's first show with the band. Yeah. You guys had had a couple other shows before that. Did you have a bass player? Or? Yeah, we had um, our, our buddy Eric um, uh, Lenhart from, uh, well, he was, he was in a couple of bands. He was in Tantric, wasn't he? He was in Tantric, yeah. Um, but he's just a fantastic player, and I've known him for so many years, and uh, when he uh, agreed to come in uh, 
and uh, do the record. Well, we, we he played bass on the first two singles, Fall and uh, Lie to Yourself, and then uh, you know had more commitments with um, a couple other projects that he had. So we had to uh, search out who is ultimately uh, Erica. Okay. And so I scrolled back through Facebook. The Facebook page for the band was started in 2019. So at least from then, this has been an idea at the very least. I know that with our, our, our last conversation, you know, your approach to music is it happens as it happens, it happens in its time, which I imagine is why there's only two two singles out right now. How many songs do you guys currently have all told? Probably about 30. Okay. A lot that we're trying to do. <laughs> and then what are the plans for the releases now? Like so far there's been two singles. So we're working on the next release, I would say in the next three months. Definitely we'll do it methodically. We have. We have a bunch recorded. We definitely want to make sure that it's being, you know, released in a manner where, you know, we can kind of corner the market, make sure everybody's paying attention, and right. you know, put our time and effort to making something good that we feel is a great piece of work and that people will love, and you know, give something visually as well, maybe like a video for every one of these singles, you know, because kind of these albums are are kind of dead. Nobody's yeah. really putting out albums or EPs anymore. Uh, it's all about singles. So oh, we would like to, you know, we would like to make that experience. Yeah. But I think collectively, uh, once they're all done, you know, we'll have something tangible. Yeah, uh, I was going to ask. I was going to ask that next because um, I'm friends with with the guys in the band, the Lonely Ones, who are also oh, Boba mostly Flex, in Boba yeah, Flex. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And they just did that where they've been releasing singles, singles, singles. And then they they just put out a CD, and I actually had their their bass player on the show recently, and he was like, "Yeah, the CD like uh, you can only get the CD at the shows, you know." And we're just this, and they they did ten, I think ten or twelve songs on the CD, and not all of them are online yet, and they're gonna just keep doing a single online, a single online until it's all there. That's the way of the future, man. Boba Flex, oh. we played with them, Lethal Affection at the Championships Bar and Grill down yeah, in Trenton. Right. Yeah, yeah, we're rocking that place. Yeah, Boba Flex. Yeah, I love those dudes. I met those guys. It's weird because I actually met them and became friendly with them here at the Stanhope House. No shit. Because like I had seen them when they were on the very first Gigantor that Dave Mustaine put together. They were one of the side stage bands. I was like, oh, these guys were cool. I didn't know them personally. I just this is a band that I like. And then due to like record company shenanigans and whatnot, like they kind of fell off. Their record label went out of business. You know all that those things that happen. And then yeah. their, their bass player, again, it wasn't a guy that I knew, but he like sent me a friend request on MySpace. I was like, is this really the bass player of Bobaflex or is this just some bullshit? And it turned out to really be him. I added him, shortly after I added him, I saw a post that they were having a show here. So I was like, oh, I gotta go. I haven't seen those guys in years. And then I met Marty, who is one of their co-vocalists, guitarists, and is the main vocalist for the Lonely Ones in the bathroom. I was like, hey, you're the guy. Just so we know that people are listening to this podcast, I want to see uh, by comments after this, how many people miss MySpace. All right, go ahead. <laughs> but so I met him here, and then I saw them at Dingbats, and then I've just been tight with those guys ever since. Anytime, That's you know, awesome. anytime they come through, just like anytime you come through, I try to get there. But especially so because they're from out of state, so it's like I don't get to fucking, I can't just show up at their job like I did to you the first right. time we did the podcast. Right, right, right. <laughs> so you're gonna, we're gonna release singles and eventually have like a body of, uh, you know, a CD or something to put out for sure. Are you guys looking to to? to continue to do this independently? Are you looking to get signed or? You know, there's always been like some kind of like uh, offers coming through the pipeline that really don't resonate the way you kind of need them to. But uh, we're just gonna keep doing it on our own until uh, something comes along. We'd love to 
attach our name to um, a decent system. Right. If, if it's so. We've had a lot of people come and, and offer us stuff, but that comes with a, but I need you to do this or sound like this. Right. And we don't want to jeopardize our integrity and what we feel is right. Because we've tried that way before and the music doesn't come off as authentic and we want to make sure that we're being true to ourselves and playing stuff that feels great. Like, right. We don't want to be on stage every night, you know, if it doesn't feel good. Right, right, what, right. What's the fuck's the point of that? Yeah. So that's kind of where we're at. You know, if the right person comes along with the right deal, then cool. If not, we're just going to keep trucking along and making music that feels good to us that we know, you know, resonates okay. with, with yeah. people that like it. You could it. pretty much smell bullshit nowadays. I think kids and just music fans in general are smart and they're going to see through bullshit and that's kind of like where I live there yeah, too, yeah, yeah. you know. Well right, and I know that you know you had the experience with Dropbox of being signed and you know again we talked last time about how that kind of why that ended and how that ended and so I mean like I can imagine not wanting to have that experience right. again. So as far as cuz I asked you with the last two bands as far as like the name, where would you guys come up with the name? Or what does it mean? So, you know, uh Reveling at dusk, you know, you're just kind of just, you know, you want to get your 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 crazy hat on <laughs> when the fucking lights go out, when the fucking sun goes down, and that's when you, people start to kind of really come alive. Okay. Um, doesn't need to be uh, a sunny day out to uh, have a good time. I, I like it when it's dark. You know? Fair enough. Fair enough. And then as far as the the, the symbolism that's on the the shirts, it's because I bought a couple of shirts last week because Cameron was able. To, I was like, oh, you guys don't have them my size, and then he dug to the bottom of the barrel and found the original shirts yeah the first prints we ever did and so my wife wore hers today she went out and she wore hers today and she's like she's like you don't have to ask him on the show but she's like i want you to ask john in some way shape or form you know about the the, the symbolism that's in the logos and on the shirts because it feels very wiccan to me is what she said sure i'll take that but honestly it's it's spiritual in the end that it's uh it's your third eye it's your in intuition think intuitively and that's what we do musically, I think. Okay. And um, so your last two bands, Dropbox, St. Cain, again, I've been following you for, for 20 years. You know, both of those bands at different points in time, like played shows with Godsmack, at least in this area, or sometimes on tour. Is that something that's been talked about for Revel at Dusk? Uh, 100%, yeah. That'd be, that'd be awesome. I love Those guys, you know, it's funny, you know, you having like the, the relationship and the friendship with those guys is that Godsmack, from high school was one of my favorite bands and I've never met any of those dudes. Um, I've seen them alive probably 20 times but I've never like met any of them yeah. face to face. I could probably get you in touch with Shannon. He would, he would love to do. He he's uh he's got some amazing stories. I, I hope that he one day writes a, a, a memoir because listening to Shannon's stories are like fucking amazing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, it's uh those guys are they put on an amazing amazing rock show. They put on a, a fantastic acoustic show. I think that uh, having them do their last run here, as far as the last album. Uh, on their record cycle, I don't know if that's the last. I don't. I, I can't get an answer. One way yeah, or another. I mean, so they, they say um, publicly they've said it. Is, but they're but a great American <laughs> rock and roll band, and um, everybody's got like hatred for like bands. Like I, I'm not going to mention all these bands, but it makes no sense. They go up stage and they're they're the big boys, man. They fucking right. come out and fucking crush the fucking. Well, we state. talked about this last time I mentioned because we were talking on the last podcast we did. You brought up Tommy Vex, and I mentioned at the time he had filled in for Five Finger Death Punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they were one of the biggest bands that yeah. everyone seems to hate, and yet there they are. 
you know what's funny is it's it's so funny how much they don't give a shit. <laughs> so it's like they want to go up there and fucking have a great time and party. Right. And they're that's exactly what they're doing. Right. So you mentioned Godsmack and, and their tours and stuff. That they're doing a tour this year, the Vibes Tour, which is going to be a combination acoustic and not acoustic. Have you had any discussions with them about, at least again, in the area, come out? it seems like that'd be the perfect tour to bring out Touche again. Um, I would love to. I, mean, I usually jump up and do Touche when they're in the area, but it depends on my schedule. And, right. You know. Yeah. I feel like every time that there's anything, whether you show up to one of their shows or one of them you miss it. stealthily comes to one, because it's happened a bunch of times. Where, where, where like you played there was a time I think St. Cain played in Hoboken and Sully showed up and I had skipped that one because I had gone to the last one <laughs> and so every fucking time that you come out and play with them or Sully comes out and play with you I've never seen it He's got. He's got to be in a really uh, in a drinking mood. You know? <laughs> you usually, come in half cocked. So I ask it on every show, and I'm going to ask it because what's funny is how this sort of podcast came together. Was I was talking to Cameron about the show and how I ask everybody on the show, how do you? And we've already touched on it a little bit, but how do you feel about the state of? how the music industry is going where people don't buy records anymore it's all about streaming and a lot of the general public has this uh, this attitude about like well I mean we don't need to pay for the music because bands make their money at shows but then on top of that like show attendance is down since COVID and yeah. there's just like not I mean I'm not in the industry but it, it seems like it's harder to make money doing this you like, know we're I think we're glorified merch salesmen <laughs> you know, because that's that's what you have to do to make the money. Yeah. Um, unless you know you get into publishing and stuff like that, where like you know, I, I, and I think, and I've been told that a lot of our songs could be, you know, uh, licensed for you know movie, show, whatever. Right, right. That's really a good thing to hear. Not quite what we're going for, but you know, in retrospect, listening back, you're like, oh my gosh, that's. That would be fucking great in like a you know the next like X Men or some right, shit right. You know, or whatever. But you guys, Dropbox did that with that Transformers video game. That's right. Yeah, it was the perfect like uh, rolling riff for that uh, big uh, production of uh, a video game. But I mean, you know, labels, uh, most of them are, are, are dicks. Yeah. But there's a there's a, a small handful that uh, you know I think I would love to attach this band to. But to your point, though, the, the scene is not what it used to be. Yeah. 15 years ago, like you said, people aren't coming out. The way that music's being put out, and it, it's great because you can get so much of it. But if you're not in front of people's faces daily with something, yeah. content, they don't just they just don't have that attention span anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's you know a lot of the older bands have to adapt and try to find these new ways to stay in front of the audience. And like you said, nobody's really coming out anymore except. Tonight we had a line out the door, which is yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So that's great to see. Uh, I think people are, you know, they're starting to come around and want to go back out again, especially after COVID. And, you know, people are just they've they've had it. Let's go, let's go see a rock show and yeah. get drunk. So I, I hope that's the way of the future. We're getting back to the early 2000s style rock shows. I do believe that too. I believe that they're, you know, with these festivals that go on, their kids are rabid. Like, you know, fans, kids, whatever. I usually saw that on tour in the Mideast, you know what I mean, in the Midwest, I should say, you know, Central America. But now it's definitely starting to have that same, like, you know, respect and like, uh, and, and want to go to a show, yeah. buy merch, you know, and really get personal with the bands, you yeah. know? 
I remember I, I used to love going to like Ozfest and those kind of things back in the day, and, and having that experience of like, you know, whatever whatever the Fye or Best Buy, like whatever whoever was dealing with that, and going to the artist signings and getting to meet the bands and shit, and getting to see a day full of music, you know, and those traveling festivals, the the, the Ozfests, the Mayhem's, the Warp Tours aren't really a thing anymore. It's really moved more toward those like locations location yep. festivals I went to the welcome to Rockville in Florida last year um, and that was great I was I got to see my first time seeing Pantera and it was it was a great experience like that festival was a great experience yeah it's kind of annoying I had to go to Florida to do it because there's not anything like that in like the Jersey New York area really yeah. you know they tried to do like those that same you know Danny Wimmer festivals had one in like the Philly area for a couple years and then they they stop doing it for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that guy knows how to put on a rock show, man. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, you're playing acoustic tonight. You've got the two songs out. Like, what's what's next after tonight? Are there more shows? I know you said there's, you know, maybe another song come out in the next couple months. Like, what is what is 2024? We're going to focus on the, um, uh, uh, on the two singles uh, right now and keep pushing those. And then we're going to release another one within three months. And then I think maybe maybe the end uh, maybe April maybe May uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna do a nice a nice show. All right, that's cool. Well, I definitely uh, definitely gonna be to that. You know, as long as May, I don't think I got anything. Going. The only thing I've got definitely going on, and it sucks when there's like, these weird overlaps, is that uh, there's this big goth industrial festival in a hotel that I've gone to the last two years and we've already got tickets and a room for that so overlaps with that I'm busy but that's in that's 420 weekends so that's nice. that's a month before that's so awesome I'm trying to convince the uh, the guy that's putting that together to have those like bud bus weed trucks come because it's 420 weekend gotcha gotcha <laughs> what state is that in? it's in Jersey it's down oh, in it? Parsippany it's called the uh, it used to be called the dark side of the con and then last year they renamed it to the Dark Force Fest first year that I went Borgie headlined and Combi Christ played this year. Oh, Jesus. I'm drawing a blank on like the only band that I give a shit. Oh, uh, oh, Lord. All right, so let me cut you off. So get us on the bill. We'll do like six acoustic creepy songs. And we'll <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Erica would love that. We can't play that without Erica. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Right? It's going to bother me that I can't remember the one band that I give a shit about on this lineup. I'm going to remember well, later. As soon as you put uh, push stop, you're going to remember it. <laughs> I'll mention it in the outro. I know, I know the guy. Well, we knew uh, uh, Paige from Orgy when we went out to do the uh, Dropbox record. We went to his house. and uh, you're, uh, Stabbing Westward. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're, they're headlining this. Man, thing. I used to love Stabbing Westward, man. That guy's got a cool voice, dude. Yeah, yeah they're going to be headlining, I think, the last day of the festival this year. Okay. And uh, so I saw them down at the Stone Pony a billion years ago. It's awesome. That's the, you know what? Stone Pony is the first and only time I saw Dropbox play. Oh my gosh. Because that right, yeah. wound up being the last Dropbox show. That's right. <laughs> it, it, that's exactly right. Yeah. You guys played with Saliva. And I found out because that was, again, going back to how we met, you came into to ShopRite where, where I was working. And you're like, hey, we're playing this show down at Stone Pony. You want to come? I was like, yeah, fuck, yeah I'll go. <laughs> so we went down and. Uh, you guys and Saliva, and then the other, there was like two local bands, Bind, who I've still kind of kept in touch with those guys and the things, the other bands that they've done. And then there was this other band that I haven't seen or heard from since that was pretty good that opened a show called Friends of Bill Wilson. 
Yeah, I don't remember that, Bill. I was I was fucking hammered that night. So <laughs> yeah, that was we we went and saw, and then and then you know not too long after that, you know, like you guys played that show, and then like I said, I think you you and I talked in years since, and that wound up being the last to to date the last drop on. That's right. Now before we wrap, actually, because Cameron, you had mentioned that you guys had recorded like a whole album of Dropbox stuff, and that hasn't come out. Like, is there? I know that that you know last time you and I talked, it was like you know you still keep in touch with Lee, you still yeah. keep in touch with John Evil. Uh, or you did at the time, at least, you know, and you said, you know, these things will happen in their own time. So is there is is there the potential to be more Dropbox, more St. Cain in the future? You I know? doubt it. Fair enough. <laughs> <That's> pretty strange. <laughs> Most likely just revel at dusk, feel like, you know. Lee's doing his own thing. He's doing. He's got a great thing going. Oh yeah, he's got a. He's got. He, Lee has a, a an amazing uh, album. He just uh, he just put out. He's putting out soon. So I would hit him up because he's got some great shit going on the record. Yeah, he actually uh, popped up recently on my Facebook as somebody I might know because I've got, <laughs> we've got six friends in common and, and you guys are two of them. That's awesome. And then like his his profile photo is like a, a Photoshop of the cover art for the first Godsmack album, but with Napoleon Dynamite's face. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, and it says Gosh Smack. Yep. <laughs> Exactly what it says. You'll get a good interview from Lee on that, that's for sure. <laughs> but, uh, all right, well, that is all I've got for you guys. I want to thank you for the time, and I uh, can't wait to see. You know, we saw you guys last week uh, electric, although almost not because of the power outage. <laughs> that was epic. We started taking shots because we just assumed being in this area, like, there's no way the power is going to be back on. With the yeah, weather. So let's just start drinking yeah. and enjoy the snowstorm. And then 20 minutes later, well, we got power. And like, like oh, sure, I and a couple play. other people Googled, like, power outage Clifton. And the, and the, it's like the, 2 a.m. It said 2 a.m. So, so I knew I knew no matter what it was going to sound good because we had Steve Zing from uh, from Danzig doing sound that yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so we knew we would sound good at least. Shout out to Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's been he's been working there uh, a few years now, right? Yeah. But so we saw you guys last night actually plugged in, uh, although the power went out and then it came back, and now you're acoustic. Uh, can't wait. Like I said, I told you time and time again, man. I, I think that I, I enjoy everything you do and I try to support it. You know, I can't I can't say how much I appreciate that, man. And uh, like I said, I found a lot of cool shit, and it'll probably probably some of it'll end up on this Spotify playlist. But I found a lot of cool shit. After our last conversation, I was like, I didn't know John did this. <laughs> I forgot I did most of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was stuff with Dan Lorenzo. Dan from Lorenzo, yeah. Patriarchs in Black. I sang uh, yeah, I, I, a I, bunch of songs. I found on the record, I found yeah. one of those songs on Spotify the other day. I was like, and at, at first I was like, this doesn't even sound like John, but it says it's John. Then I watched the video. I was like, oh, it is John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's John Kelly, uh, and uh, there's a bunch of fucking great musicians that Dan Lorenzo puts on those records and. Uh, um, so yeah, shout out to Dan. Yeah, I saw his band Vessel of Light play. It was like either right. I think it was like right before COVID. They played in uh, at Olives. Yeah, like, that's right. Uh, Iac or something. But uh, we appreciate you, Jason. Yeah, yeah we appreciate it, man. Hell yeah, appreciate everything. Thanks a lot, guys.
And that was Revel at Dusk with their first single, Fall. I want to thank John, Vince, and Cameron for being on the show. Hopefully uh, we can get Erica on the show at some point when she is available. Uh, if you want to follow those guys on social media, you can follow the band Revel at Dusk both on Facebook and Instagram at Revel at Dusk. Pretty simple. You can also follow J Bunny's Music Hub on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, that TikTok that's still sitting there. I really do need to find time to do something with that. I've been recording when I'm doing the podcasts remotely. I have been recording video now that I have a camera, so really should do something with that TikTok. But that's there. I think there's a one video on there right now. And then don't forget, guys, also, if you believe in supporting music the way I do by buying it, then you can follow Industry Embers on Facebook and Twitter and make sure to tweet or post your music purchases with the hashtag BuyMusic, B-U-Y, or it's BuyMusic, that's B-Y-E. So as for what is next for the podcast, I'm really going to try to, you know, got an episode done early this year. I want to keep the keep the momentum rolling and see what else we can get going. I'm going to reach back out to some people that have expressed interest in the show to see uh, if they are, when they're available to be on, so we can get some more content going for you. I'm going to try to see, uh, we mentioned the Dark Force Fest. I'm really going to try to see if I can get some sort of a show going uh, around that this year when that happens in April. But there's a bunch of other stuff. I actually do know that I do have some interviews... That will be happening, again, I'm not going to mention it till it's done, but I do have some interviews that I confirmed uh, with a publicist for an upcoming show in Jersey at Dingbats, so hopefully that will yield an episode or two, depending on the actual interviews that get booked. So yeah, things are are rolling as always, uh, and hopefully we can put out more than the five episodes that we did in 2023 in 2024, but we'll see. So that is, that is all for now. I'm going to leave you guys today with the only other Revel at Dusk song that is currently out. This is their second single, Lie to Yourself. Until next time, guys.